1: Tobin and Leroy Leroy Ford was one of the baddest men. Nah, dude, they call me the kangaroo yeah.
0: <laughs> Tobin and Leroy ready to deploy. Had to hit her with a little journalism, but that was a decoy. But ask about me, boy. Okay. Leroy and Tobin, host of the showman. Still silly sauce with the showin'. Till then his half moon open. Sometimes go takes like a snowman. No proof I'ma lie about a modem. Don't no prove like I always wanted him. Oh, wow. I never hated him, I never traded him. Oh, and if I did, I'd never ever trade him. What? what is in store? Like under the seat of the driver's side floor. It's cool. Galar, galores. So I've many more. From ay, six in the Mars. Ay, never more. Made him from The damage is done. It. Still it's on unlimited funds. Join us on twist for unlimited fun. J Fig and Margos, you with it away.
1: Toby Tobin. <laughs> you have two sh two Tobin is Good Morning. Coban and Leroy Show here on AM560 Sports W Q A M. Alex Dano got you guys locked down here on this holiday week. Uh we're down a couple players though. Uh Marcos, he, you know, his uh his fiance, they're expecting they've got an important doctor's appointment today. I know how that goes. You know, you get those occasional checkups and everything for the baby. Hope all is well there, of course. And I think what happened yesterday was I pushed J Fig way too hard cuz Jay Fig, you guys know she was she had her Michael Jordan flu game yesterday. She was not completely healthy, had lost her voice, had a sore throat, the cough the whole 9, and I basically bullied Jay Fig to go on the air for a couple of hours with us yesterday when she probably wasn't healthy enough to do so. Uh suck uh, it up. that's what I said exactly what I said I bullied her Vlad into going on the air yesterday and you know what it reminds me of because you know you always hear this from you know NFL players especially guys who played in the Joe Rose era right I hear Joe tell these stories about playing professional football in the 80s if you had any sort of injury the team doctor would just shoot you up with pain meds, and they just push you on the field. Permanent damage be 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 damned, right? Let's just shoot you up with something so you don't feel any pain. Get you out there on the field. Like I, I basically told Jay Fig yesterday, she wasn't feeling well. Drink some tea, suck it up, get on the air with us. And I, I think whatever she had got worse, and so Jay Fig is uh, I think off today. Marcos is off today. Thankfully, I've got the best utility player in the business. And uh, I don't know what time this guy woke up. Vlad, did you wake up at like four a.m. today? You're pulling a double with me today. I'm
2: pulling a triple, baby. A
1: triple? Yeah. I you're gotta, in the afternoon show.
2: I gotta go. No, um, no. I gotta go to the to the Republican side.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So you're gonna be working on uh, you're working in Spanish, yes. In I'm gonna small,
2: be huh? yes working on my Spanish. So yes. how is
1: your español?
2: Uh, muy bien, muy bien. Or <laughs> as I like, no, I like to say, así, así. It's okay. Yes. I see. I see. see. It's okay.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's tremendous. Uh, Vlad Lewisot is with me doing an awesome job. And Vlad's going to have our headlines in a moment. Uh, I wanted to read a piece from an interview from last night with the NFL chief medical officer. So yesterday when I was in for Tobin and Leroy, you know, of course, we started the show. We talked a lot yesterday about Tua's concussion situation is back in the protocol, very questionable, I would say probably doubtful for this weekend's game against New England. Who knows if we'll see him against the Jets the following week because he's in the concussion protocol for the second time this year. This might even be his third concussion of the season, depending on whether you guys believe he had one against the Bills or not. And like I said it yesterday that... So many people, NFL fans, TV hosts, everyone's looking for somebody to blame here. What what happened with the protocol? The protocol failed Tua. Why was Tua allowed to continue that game against the Green Bay Packers? And guys, I said it yesterday. The protocol is not perfect because concussions, concussions are difficult to diagnose. And if you don't see any tangible evidence of a concussion, there's really only so much the protocol can do because Tua didn't complain of any symptoms. I can't tell you for sure whether he felt any symptoms during the game, but he didn't report any of his own symptoms until the following day. And when you actually saw what happened on the field, nobody realized, like somebody posted a video after the game of, hey, this was probably the hit where Tua suffered a concussion because he did bang his head on the turf. But after that hit, Tua had no problems getting up, didn't stumble, didn't wobble, and that's what the spotters are looking for. Because I see people saying this, how did the spotter miss that? Guys, it's not the spotter's job to yank someone from a game anytime someone gets hit in the head, if that's the way it worked, you would start a game with 53 players and you'd end a game with about three players because guys are taking hits to the head every single game. The spotter is looking for signs of uh, motor function not being right, stumbling after hits, and if you get right back up after hitting your head, it's not the spotter's job to say, well... I think he might have a concussion there because it looked like he landed on his head. That's not the spotter's job. So well,
2: not even that. What if the spotter had to use the bathroom?
1: Like, you know, Ooh. like did do they have like a backup? That's spotter? what I'm
2: saying. Because when you were right now, when you were saying that, I'm like, oh, that's a tough job. Like, what can, What if you're a spotter? Because I know we there's spotters when you're when you're doing the broadcast to help the um, the color commentator and the play-by-play voice. Yeah. So right. that if they miss something, if there's a flag or anything like that there's a spotter that's there to, to help them but if you're the spotter for the nfl looking at injuries what if you have to use the bathroom what if your motor skills do you need to you know go relief Ooh. yourself
1: well, you what if eat. the spotter gets concussed
2: wow how do you get concussed as a spotter
1: <laughs> well i mean listen I, I don't where does the spotter sit is he like is he in the stands or is no, he no 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 he's in
2: a line? booth i think he's in a booth he's, he's in, in a, a booth.
1: booth yes okay well, I thought maybe, like, if the spotter's in the stands, maybe, like, a fight breaks out and he gets, like, caught in, uh, you know, in a situation he shouldn't be in. But, no, I, I would figure there's probably got to be a backup spot, like a seat filler at the Oscars. Like, when one of the celebrities gets up to pee, somebody fills their seat so it doesn't look empty on TV. Like, you've got to have, like, a backup I think you need spotter. multiple
2: spotters because if one misses it, maybe the other one would, would catch it.
1: yeah. So here's what the NFL's chief medical officer said. Uh, He was interviewed on NFL NFL Network last night. He's Dr. Alan Sills. Uh, Now, I know some might say, well, the NFL's chief medical officer wants to cover the league's ass and not admit any fault there. I I guess, you know, there's a conflict of interest, but it's the same thing I said yesterday, guys. Like, the protocol can only do so much. He says, quote, nothing that would have triggered the protocol— uh, and led to Tua's removal from the game, such as a low blow to the head and subsequent injury symptoms. He said, according to the league's protocol, a player is to be removed from a game after a hit to the head if he exhibits or reports signs of concussions, or if a team's athletic trainer or doctor, booth ATC, which is independent certified athletic trainer, spotter, coach, teammate, game official, or sideliner, booth uh, unaffiliated neurotrauma consultant, spot a sign of concussion. So, I mean, it's very possible to suffer a mild concussion and nobody realizes it at the time. It's also possible to suffer a mild concussion and not even feel symptoms of it until the next day. I've heard plenty of stories on that. So I think that's what happened here with Tua. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, Vlad, it's just football is a dangerous game, and concussions are really, really tricky things. Uh, even if everyone was doing their job properly on Sunday, it's possible for everyone to miss what happened. So I don't know if there's anybody to blame for this.
2: There's no one to blame. It's the it's the individual. I've been saying this the last couple of days is because this gentleman, him and two is the most polarizing player in in the nfl right now and he's been that since uh i don't i don't even you can't even say before training camp i think he's been the most polarizing figure since uh minicamp since after the draft (laughs) that's, (laughs) that's right that's all anyone's talked about was Ty, uh, uh, was Tua when Tyreek got traded to Miami? Oh my God, you left Patrick Mahomes and you go to Tua. Oh, remember Tua? They would they showed the video of his uh, throwing a deep ball and they was like, Oh my God, he it didn't get to Tyreek. He had to slow down. Then they played well, and all the all the Tua lovers, all the Tua supporters were out, and all the Tua haters had to shut up and you know and take that right. They had to eat the they had to eat that loss for a little bit. Then what happened? Everything changed that that um that Amazon Thursday night against yeah. the Bengals because yeah. then people goes went back 3 days prior to the Buffalo game oh he wasn't hurt with his back he was a concussion he had a concussion that day and he, oh the team was so so wrong to have him play 3 days later when he seemed like he wasn't prepared or he wasn't mentally fit to play and then what did he missed 3 games he missed three, yeah, three games, games, correct? Yeah. Or, or and two probably, and a half?
1: honestly, I don't even think he needed to miss that many. Just based on the medical stuff, it's just, I just the think optic. They, they, they had to hold right. They had to hold him out longer for optic.
2: Everything is about the optic right now. The NFL does not. The NFL. Is, they already had the Deshaun Watson situation. They already had the the tampering situation. The NFL wasn't really looking for any type of negative news, any any bad bad publicity. So with this, and this is clearly been the number one topic in the nfl over the last five to ten years and maybe longer player I'm safety five
1: to ten year oh oh oh, oh, you, oh i thought you meant Tua. yeah okay no not Tua. i'm talking about player safety yeah i'm talking about
2: concussion the concussion um yeah. that's what i'm saying and tua the last five months or literally the last three months because of what happened to him on that in that game versus cincinnati and then now what he said the day after christmas those games were nationally televised games, so everybody and Dolphins are everybody. Dolphins are the team that the, you you would think the league is really trying to promote because it's Miami. They got some yep. players. You got Tyreek. You got Tua, and that's all it is right now. It's the optics, and nobody. Listen, this was going to be a slow week, man. This is you're going to look in the NFL playoff picture. What happened on Sunday and Tua coming in on Monday saying that he wasn't feeling well has given everybody now a week of topics of topics to talk about. Up until the kickoff Sunday. That's what all everybody's going to talk about. It's Tua and the concussion protocol.
1: Let me see if I can get uh, some headlines here from our guy, Vlad. These headlines are brought to you by the new Palmetto Ford Truck Supercenter. Why buy your truck at a car store? Palmetto Ford. We know trucks. What's going on out there? All the right.
2: America? Well, you know, tonight the Heat played uh, tonight against the Los Angeles Lakers at 730. Coverage begins with Solana right here on 560 WQAM at 615. Lakers won last night. In Orlando.
1: And LeBron played 31 minutes in Orlando, so I wonder if he plays tonight.
2: Yes. Which means there's a high possibility he will sit out tonight's contest.
1: I don't believe it, though. I think he's going to play.
2: I think we're going to get all stars. All the three superstars will play tonight.
1: I don't have the answer to this because I haven't tracked the Lakers closely enough. Does LeBron have a schedule like for back to backs? Because yes. well, we see, like, as we see, like Jimmy hasn't been playing both ends of back to backs. Has LeBron been playing both ends? So
2: here is the thing: it depends because he played a back to back in San Antonio, mm. uh, but that's when Anthony Davis was there, and I think they let Anthony Davis sit out the second game. But LeBron played Uh-oh. both games but he was also coming he was also coming back from injury but of recent note um i believe last week he didn't play against phoenix and they had played a night prior so he didn't play the, the second game against phoenix so he only played 31 minutes last night dono and the lakers need wins you can't uh, you can't afford yeah. to just uh start taking games off the lakers are 4 they're games really below 500 i believe so I they need to win
1: yeah, I think they're like 14 and 20. Oh, six
2: games like below 500. Excuse yeah, me. So, yeah, I they need so. to win. So I think he plays tonight.
1: I think he plays tonight as well because I, I think if he wasn't going to play tonight, I know it's only 10-15. I guess usually this stuff comes out around lunchtime, but I don't know. I feel like if he wasn't going to play tonight, we would already be hearing some buzz about that. So it's been pretty quiet. So we shall see. Anything else going on?
2: Of course. Uh, we all do know that the Miami Hurricanes were supposed to play Vermont this evening.
1: Oh, they're taking money out of my pocket. I was supposed to work that broadcast. I'm very upset.
2: I know. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to get out of the snow right now in Vermont, apparently, because uh, that's the reason why they're not coming down to South Florida. Vermont and uh, a lot of the bad weather that happened in the Northeast has caused a lot of delays and cancellations with uh, many sporting events. Uh, Tua is still still in concussion protocol after sustaining a head injury this past Sunday versus the Packers. Packers signal caller Aaron Rodgers had this to say about Tua. He thinks that the Dolphins are trying to, though the Dolphins are trying to reach the playoffs, he thinks that Tua's health is more important. Now it's probably time for them to maybe consider shutting down when you've had some episodes. That's what Rodgers said in his weekly segment on the Pat McAfee show Tuesday. I don't know if that's going to be in the thought process, but as competitors, that's the last thing you want. But at some point, you do have to start thinking about your cognitive function later in life and the after effects you might be dealing with
1: yeah man i wouldn't i wouldn't mess around with that um that's probably why i sit behind a microphone and i you know not not i didn't have the talent to be a professional athlete of course but yeah man, that's a tough one when you you figure he suffered at least two concussions this year if not three, three uh that's yeah i mean for all intents and purposes let's say he suffered up to three concussions at some point, and he's got he's got a wife, you know, he's got parents a, a and newborn siblings baby, that are right? very close to him, a newborn baby, you know. You've obviously you listen to what the doctors have to say because they're going to be the ones who tell him how severe his situation really is. But yeah, if I were in his shoes, I would strongly consider shutting it down for the year.
2: All right, another news: a Dominic. Oh wait, uh, let me also say one local news: the Panthers are back on the ice after their Christmas vacation. Uh, as they take on the Montreal Canadiens uh, tomorrow at 7 p.m. at Florida Live. so
1: There's going to be a lot of Canadiens fans at that game. Oh, yeah. Like-
2: We're going to see a lot of Mother Canuckers. Yes, snowbird
1: time. It's the snowbird time of year. They love to come down. So, you know, like you you drive around. It seems like even more in Broward County than in Dade County. Like if you, you know, just just try this exercise the next several days. Okay, you're at like a red light and you can see a bunch of cars around. You just try to spot the Quebec license plates. You're going to see several of them. There's a lot of Quebecers down for the snowbird season. Oh, man. Oh, another news.
2: I don't know if you watched the game last night, uh, Donald. Luka went Luka in the Knicks.
1: That was incredible. Now, okay, I got to ask you this. Because even even as a Knicks fan, you just like as you, I'm not a Knicks fan, but Vlad is. Just I want to get that out there so people don't think I'm a stinking Knicks fan. But Vlad is a proud Knicks fan. You still have to appreciate what Luka did last night. I don't. No, I don't. I mean, a, a no, 60, I
2: don't. <laughs> that that should have never happened. No, no? They were up nine points with 35 seconds. You don't allow that to happen. It would have been, oh, he put up great numbers in a loss. Now he put up great numbers in a win, and that's in a horrible fashion to lose the game. I, I'm disgusted. 60
1: 21 and 10. It's a regular season game. If it happened in the playoffs, it's like an game, elimination game. You're pissed. But don't you just have to say, no. hey, I have to appreciate the greatness, no. the masterclass no. that Luca put on?
2: No. No. Not against that might be team. the
1: greatest single game performance of all time because I obviously Kobe scored what in the 80s back in the day. Score but he didn't Do anything else? He didn't. He didn't have a, a double double or a triple double. Uh, scoring 81,
2: you, you're you're passing it to yourself. That, that's a triple double in itself. He scored 81 <laughs> points. You're passing every, to yourself. Every, every basket was every, assisted. Every, to yeah, itself. you assisted on your own basket. Um, 16 no,
1: 21, and I've got some of the number assists. comparisons. Right, so. So, um, the in the history of the NBA, these are the 50 point, 20 rebound, triple doubles in NBA history. Luka has the best, 60, 21, and 10. Uh, even Wilt Chamberlain couldn't do that. He's got two of them on the list. Wilt once had 50, wow, 32 rebounds is pretty incredible, though. 53, 32, and 14, Wilt once had in 68. In 63, Wilt had 51, 29, and 11. And Elgin Baylor in 61 had 52, 25, and 10. But it In the year of our Lord, 2022, Luka Doncic is out there putting up 60, 21, and 10. Vlad, you just need to appreciate the greatness.
2: No, not against my team. You could do it (laughs) against 28 other teams. Just don't do it against my team.
1: And um,
2: finally, a Dominican Republic court convicted 10 of the 13 people who were accused of attempting to murder Red Sox Hall of Famer David Ortiz, and what investigators Jeez. remember, and what investigators yeah. determined was a case of mistaken identity, a case of mistaken identity. Listen, man, I've never been to the DR, but I think you know who David Ortiz is. If you're in the you DR, would think so, right? Right, like, yeah. uh, okay. According to Nic- uh, Nicole um, Acevedo of NBC News, the sentences range from five to thirty years and stem from when Ortiz was shot in the back at a bar in the, in his home country in 2019 Man. all 10 men also must pay 50 million pesos as part of the punishments
1: well, what is that like 3 dollars like how, uh, how much is 50 million pesos i don't know texas
2: tell me how much 50 million pesos uh would amount to in us dollars i feel dollars. like
1: that i feel like that could be less than 10 dollars how much they're they're able to they're they're forced to pay there uh, i'm see. hoping hold it's
2: on. at least four figures
1: hold on let me see how many how many dollars is a dominican peso okay yeah Demi- one dominican peso is one cent is about one cent so 1.8 cents so hold on uh so yeah it's it's not it's not very much money i feel like they should be forced to pay more
2: wow it's messed up
1: oh. all right so let me get to weather here hold on i got uh Demesman and Dover Law Firm, they bring you the weather. Youraccidentattorneys.com. Free consultations 24-7 at 866-954-MORE. All right, so it's actually a much, you know, as far as the sun shining, it's a beautiful day, Vlad. 68 degrees. A beautiful 68. All day. Not a cloud in the sky today. A beautiful day for some sports talk. We will continue here. Alex Dono in for Tobin and Leroy. We got Vlad here on AM560 Sports, WQAM. playing the Sopranos theme, he's trying to butter me up. Greatest television show of all time, man. Greatest TV show of all time. Yeah, I can remember a few years ago, I was like starting to think, hey, maybe maybe Game of Thrones might surpass the Sopranos, as greatest TV show of all time, and then they completely botched the ending of Game of Thrones. So the Sopranos reign supreme, best show of all time. Uh, I do want to note, because people are asking about this on the text line and on social media, we're not streaming video today and it's because Jay Fig uh, is the one who runs the video feed and she is off today cuz I I pushed her way too hard to go on air yesterday when she wasn't feeling well. And so, yeah, I, I you know, I, she had her Michael Jordan flu game yesterday. She's recovering from that today. So there is no video today. So you can reach out to us on the Kendall Toyota West Kendall Toyota text line at 305-567-0560 or you can tweet me at Alex Dono. Dono spelled D-O-N-N-O. So I get a tweet from Mike who was – he was hearing Vlad and I talk about the Luka Doncic stat line in the Mavericks overtime win against the Knicks last night. And Mike says, I don't watch basketball anymore. Hearing that stat line made me do a double take. It's impossible. Was the opposing team sitting in the penalty box? Was it five on three? No,
2: it's (laughs) it's literally it was one against five pretty much. It was literally when he gets five. It was just Luca. He's nearly scored half the team's points.
1: Yeah, he did. That's right. That's right. It's an incredible performance. He, he's got to be the MVP. I mean, I mean, we're so early still in the no, season. he's, he's got to be the front runner for MVP no, now, not. right?
2: No. Have you seen that team's record? They're barely yeah. above five hundred. No.
1: Okay. Okay, that's fair. The that's MVP
2: fair. of this te- of the league is Jason Tatum.
1: Yeah. Oh, Tatum's having an incredible year, and the Celtics are really good.
2: Yes, and they what they got the best record in the league. Yeah, right now it would be Jason Tatum.
1: Yeah, you're right about that. It usually goes best player on best team. Tends to be how they do that. Uh, so we get this on the uh, from the 305 on the text slide. This is a really interesting text. I've I've got a hard disagree on this one. So Texter says, I keep seeing shows saying that Tua is going to fight like hell to play this week. My issue with this is why would Tua report concussion symptoms when nobody saw this coming? He knew they would put him in concussion protocol once he reported. Do you think Josh Allen does this with a big game coming up? Like,
2: Well, first okay. of all, Josh Allen's probably <laughs> – talking about two different type of quarterbacks. Josh Allen probably could take certain type of hits that Tua's not able to take.
1: Right. And second like of this... all – Right, right, right.
2: I'm sorry. And, and second of all, if the man is feeling loopy – Go report that. What do you want him to do? No, that's okay. (laughs) I'll just take an aspirin. No. This is not
1: 1975 anymore. Like, yeah. Especially, like, listen, I I don't know. And maybe I'm reading too much into what the texter is saying, but it sounds like you're basically calling out Tua for not being tough. But, like, dude, when you're talking about head injuries for a guy who's already suffered concussions this year, you have to report it. Like, you wake up the next morning with symptoms, you have to report it. It's not only the right thing to do for yourself and for your long-term future, it's also the right thing to do for your team because... If you cover up your own concussion and then things get worse in the next week, that's only going to make the Dolphins look wor- like The Dolphins looked pretty bad when Tua suffered the concussion against Cincinnati when a lot of people thought he shouldn't have even played in that game after what happened in Buffalo. That made the Dolphins' organization look really bad. If you cover up your own concussion to put your team in a position like that for the second time this year – that's not good for anybody. So if you're implying that Tua is either being soft or being selfish by reporting his concussion symptoms, I have to completely disagree with that. Completely disagree.
2: Wow, this guy's like I say, he's so polarizing. That you don't people people are either upset that he actually reported that he's not feeling well, or they're just upset because they think he's the cause of the four game losing streak as um, after that performance against Green Bay.
1: Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I, I can give him somewhat of a pass for the fourth quarter against Green Bay, knowing now that he was probably concussed for that entire second half. But but then you got to does... blame him for
2: not saying anything. Like I mean, that's the thing. If you're concussed and you're you know. and you're going out there in that second half, or you play that fourth quarter, and you and a lot of questionable decisions were made in those in those last couple of drives, that is on him. He 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 was not helping his team. He was hurting his team by not reporting that he might not be a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, but isn't it possible that he didn't really realize until the next day? Like he might have been in such a fog in that second half, like he didn't think to say, "Hey, I might be concussed." Like that—that that may not have even been a realization he had until Monday morning. That—that's that, what I'm. That's what I'm going to assume. Like I'm going to assume since he reported his symptoms on Monday that he didn't realize he was playing the second half through a concussion.
2: I would hope so, for, for you know. For his sake, because the Dolphins, like you said, they can't take any any chances with this, any okay. chances. For the the way the public will, the, the way the media will be coming at them, they can't take any chances. They have to play this, they have to play this the right way. That's why I, I you got to respect what um, Coach McDaniel said. Coach McDaniel handled it the right way. I know certain people. And there's been a lot of texts saying that the reason why he's answered the questions about Tua and the concussion protocols because of any possible lawsuit and if, if anything of that nature happens down the line. True? I believe that the late, uh, the, the the Dolphins, the NFL, they're going to follow the proper guidelines to make sure that that player went through every step possible to ensure that he was 100% and was capable and able and capable of playing because they don't want to take a shot he goes plays against New England. He gets hurt, and he he has he suffers a th- a third reported concussion. But what many of us believe would be his fourth concussion in three months. Nah, you yeah, don't want
1: that. It, it would be devastating. Uh, texture in the nine five four writes in. I think what that other texture was more questioning. He was more questioning the media saying that Tua is going to fight like hell. How does the media know? Uh, if that's what he's saying, that's a fair point because listen. Uh, I, as a member of the media, my perspective is you take care of you first. I get it, Tua, as a competitor, um, and I'm sure he probably wants to, you know, for his own state of mind and well-being, he would like to clear that concussion protocol as quickly as possible. But at the same time, yeah, if I'm Tua or if I'm a member of Tua's family, I would be encouraging him, hey, err on the side of caution because your long-term health and well-being after football is a lot more important than playing this week, okay? So that's where I'm at. If there's any members of the media trying to rush him through the protocol, I think they're completely out of bounds on that one. Um, Texture in the 608 writes in, Tua has a family to look after as well. That's right. Vlad pointed out that he does have a newborn child. Um, Texture in the 305 says, Tua didn't have a problem running, running plays. Why would you question the concussion caused his interceptions? Um, I'm not really sure what you're trying to say there. Uh, what he's extra- trying to say is
2: that basically we can't say that he had uh he was concussed and in the second half because you know he he played well and he was making plays he just there was just three plays that happened that were very costly to the team, so yeah, if he was handing the ball off and they were running the ball good and can't say there was a concussion just because he threw a couple of interceptions that were costly. Therefore, we can't just start throwing, giving him excuses, and that's then that's that's the problem. With if he didn't know, if he didn't know that he was suffering some symptoms and didn't report it to the team, that's on him. Mm-hmm. That is on him, because if a lot of people are saying that after that hit, that's when he st- his play started to go down and he was suffering, then that's on him because he jeopardized his team. He was more concerned about his look than his team. That's nasty.
1: I got gotcha. you. I think I write it off more to the fog of the situation. I don't think he realized. 305-567-0560 is how you get at us on the Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line. That's 305-567-0560. Uh, texture in the 954 writes in, Sopranos was good, not great, definitely not a top 10 show. I'd love to hear you know the nothing, top sir. 10 then. You know nothing. I'd love to hear that person's top 10. Now, another texture writes in, uh, and I, I can agree with this, I love both of these shows. He says, Breaking Bad... Better Call Saul are up there as some of the greatest shows. Um, I definitely, I, I know some people try to say Better Call Saul was better. Um, I disagree. Um, I think break, just by definition, like there couldn't be a Better Call Saul if not for Breaking Bad. So I think Breaking Bad to me, it's it's another one of the greatest shows of all time. They definitely stuck the landing. I thought the ending was very, very good. Uh, you know, it's very hard to... Like, The Sopranos' final episode was not that great. I no, mean, no, age, no, 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 no. It ages well. It's, it's better than more than I it. It's tremendously well. It's aged tremendously well. well. It is. It's it is. Aged
2: tremendously well it, to the point where I'm like, ah, you know what? Some people a uh, certain someone, uh, uh, David uh, David Chase, a little apology there. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody was ripping. Listen, I, I remember... I called my uh, I called my cable company. Thought something was wrong. with My cable. <laughs> ah,
1: no, I literally that's what did. thought. That's I, what I, I, cur- I, I faded to black. You're like, it's not over. Was the it Comcast? Not over.
2: Might have been Comcast at the time. I, I think I cursed the crap out of that poor lady in uh, Comcast, not knowing yeah. that that was the whole, that was the whole <laughs> finale's. That, that was the way that it was supposed to end. But I, I cursed that poor lady out, and look at that. Nearly 20 years later, she, I'm talking very, very highly of the ending of The Sopranos. And-
1: you know, everybody, and also the reason why the ending of The Sopranos was so great was everybody has their own theory as to what happened. That was great. That was I, great. I think it's, But to me, because I've, I've studied the the ending and the way the final scene was building up, Tony was about to get whacked. Tony was the about guy, to I, get whacked. But you know no what was question, so great? No question in my mind, he was about to get whacked.
2: I'm going to tell you what was so great about that ending. It showed a known fact. Meadow can't parallel Park to save her life.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Ladies, you see what happened? Her father died waiting for for her for his daughter to parallel park. Ladies in parallel parking
1: <laughs>
2: don't go together.
1: Yep, yeah, my wife can't parallel park.
2: Well, like I said, ladies in parallel parking don't go together.
1: And it's like now with the backup cameras that they have on cars it's like it's too easy now like I, I I could I could parallel park before the backup cameras but now that I've got the backup camera it's like it's too easy to back into spaces into parallel park like the the cameras make it so easy to do that now because they even have the little lines on there that show you like exactly where your angle is going so I don't know man I feel like the backup cameras have taken all the skill out of parking it's really not that challenging anymore uh, but we'll continue by the way We'll offer a huge congratulations to one of my favorite Miami Hurricanes of all time and a Pro Football Hall of Famer who's found a new gig. Back after this here on the Tobin and Leroy Show. Dono and Vlad with you on AM560 Sports WQAM. It is the last week for you to have a chance to win a gift card from Dave & Buster's. Go to WQAM.com and enter on the contest page. You just might win a $250 gift card to Dave & Buster's in Hollywood to watch your favorite sports. And if you win, we're going to treat you to beverages and games at Dave & Buster's. Eat, drink, play, watch sports at Dave & Buster's in Hollywood. Alex Dono in for Tobin and Leroy today. We got Vlad in for Marcos and J. Fig. Uh, we're reading your text at 305-567-0560. That's the Kendall Toyota, West Kendall Toyota text line. I didn't see this one coming until late afternoon yesterday when the report started to leak out. Congratulations to Ed Reed. one, one of my favorite Miami hurricanes of all time. Uh, the NFL's interception yardage leader led the league in picks three different times during his career as a Baltimore Raven. Ed Reed. Is going to become the Bethune Cookman head football coach. So he goes from his chief of staff advisory role at Miami to become a head coach at Bethune Cookman. It's kind of following in the footsteps of Deion Sanders. It's an HBCU. And something about Ed, I've known this for the last few years, like he's really not been interested. In being like an on-field assistant at Miami, like he's been interested in just being a head coach, and obviously, you know, he's probably not ready for that opportunity at his alma mater at Miami now. And I'm I'm happy Cristobal is around, uh, but I, I think this is a great opportunity for Ed Reed to go to um, to go to an FCS team, get some quality experience as a head football coach, and then hey, you never know, man. You know, 10, 15 years down the road, if he gets that experience and he's knocking it out of the park on the recruiting trail, you know, if if there's an opportunity for him to be a future Miami Hurricanes head coach, we will cross that bridge when we get to it. Uh, But I I look at this from the University of Miami point of view, and I can just purely say I'm happy for Reed because, like, he – you can't really even define the role that he had at Miami. And I'm not trying to diminish that in any way, because I I think he was important because it's always nice to have one of the greatest football players of all time as one of the faces of your program and to have him assisting in a number of different areas, right? Assisting on the recruiting trail, assisting on evaluation, assisting on mentorship. He didn't have an on-the-field coaching role, so he wasn't a defensive backs coach or anything like that. Uh, I think Reed was just someone who kind of had his hands in a lot of different cookie jars down here but didn't have a a big-time defined role. And I also think that it's probably fair to assume that Ed's role diminished a little bit when Miami went out and got like a, an actual GM of football operations and Alonso Highsmith that that maybe took away some of the importance of Reed's role here but you know I'm I'm sorry to see him go but I'm really really happy that he's getting an opportunity to be a head coach because you know this is like the right place he's got a little bit of coaching experience uh, he was briefly defensive backs coach for the Buffalo Bills uh up until I think 2016 so he's got a little bit of coaching experience but this is going to be this is going to be a huge step into the deep end for Ed Reed and I'm really really happy for him and Uh, I hope he succeeds uh, in a big way in uh, Daytona Beach, where Bethune Cookman is located. So, I mean, it's kind of one of these things. I mean, Vlad, you're a big Miami fan, and I know you're uh, you got a lot of love for Ed Reed. You know, I look at this as like it's you know it's not it's not a huge loss for Miami, but it's a big gain for Bethune Cookman and for Ed Reed. I'm happy he's getting this opportunity.
2: Yeah, I'm not hurt. I'm not hurt, dog. I'm not hurt by Ed Reed um, going to. Bethune Cookman. By the way, I'm just make that was a reference to the Boston I'm College game. I'm hurt, dog. Oh, yeah. I'm hurt. You know <laughs> I, that that's still to me the most inspiring speech ever because yeah. what he did in that second half and stealing the ball from Matt Walter's hand and running down the sideline for the touchdown. So great, uh, yeah. It, it, it's Ed Reed's left us so many highlights, and he's just a real good man. Like first and foremost, before him being a just a Great player. He's a great man, and he's going to he lead is. those young men and get them right and teach them how to become not only better football players but better young men. And um, congratulations to him. And um, you just wish nothing but success. And, and you know, and hope BCC, oh Bethune Cookman, can become a, a a major player in the FCS. So that now that they lost, uh, they lost a big name in Dion and Jackson State. Maybe Ed Reed can continue that uh, that progress that the. Uh, that the uh, HBCUs universities were getting,
1: and I I wonder I wonder if he can have similar success to what Dion had. I mean, you know, Jackson State just had a, a really good season on the field. I, I think they lost in the championship. Game, yeah, they, but for they, the second year a, again. Yeah, but they they had a twelve and zero regular season, which they had never done before. There, that was a historic year for them, and obviously Dion from Travis Hunter, he made a huge huge splashes in recruiting, and like Dion, he was just, he always had his face on the news. Now, obviously resume wise, it's pretty similar, right? Same way Dion's one of the best defensive backs of all time. Ed Reed is one of the best defensive backs of all, I would argue the best safety of all time. He's a Pro Football Hall of Famer, um, you know I. He's a little bit softer spoken compared to to Dion. Like I, I don't feel like Ed is kind of like quite as in your face as Dion is. So like he I, I don't know if he's gonna make quite as many headlines as Deion Sanders made at Jackson State, but you know, pretty similar resume, pretty similar situation. Cause it's one of those things we always say this about recruiting. Um, and you're seeing it now with Dion in Colorado, of course, that you know, when Deion Sanders calls you. If you're a recruit, it doesn't whether he's at Jackson State or at Colorado. You get a call from Coach Prime. You've got to listen. If Coach Prime wants to make an in-home visit, you're not going to tell no, Dion. You can't come into my home. Of course, you're going to hear him out. It's got to be the same thing for Ed Reed, right? Like, if if, if you get a phone call, if if Bethune Cookman's recruiting you, even if you're a four or five star player, you may not ultimately end up decide deciding to go there. But you're not going to hang up on Ed Reed if he wants to make it in home visit. You're not going to say no to that dude. So I mean, it. I wonder if he can make some similar flashes to what Dion had at Jackson State.
2: I think he can. I think he definitely can. I think I mean the one thing about these kids, they know who Ed Reed is. Yes. they saw him. They saw him as a, they as when they were young, they saw him play as a Raven. He, he
1: played. He played more recently than Dion did. Absolutely, I mean, Ed, 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 Ed Reed is more of a recent memory for high school players than Dion. And was.
2: he was definitely one of those players that you use in Madden when you were playing on defense. Yeah. You know, people were using the Ravens. Oh, yeah. So yeah, definitely, Ed Reed's gonna listen, man. Ed Reed knows football. Ed Reed's gonna be a very, very good head coach at Bethune Cookman yeah i mean he's got you know he's, he's from the u he's gonna he's gonna do very well he's gonna take everything that he learned and he's gonna help those young men at Bethoonman
1: now, now do you think in i don't know fifteen years we may be talking about Well, I know that's where you were leading
2: point when you were introducing. <laughs> like you, I, I, I know the, the, the Kane the Kane fan in you, the Kingdom yeah. in you was thinking about that. Not that you want, you know, you don't want Mario to leave, but No, you're I thinking, don't I, that's why i Mario decided that he wants I'm to decades leave.
1: down the road.
0: I'm yeah, thinking yeah, decades yeah, I, I down what? the
1: road after Mario's won seven or eight national championships that we start thinking about Ed. Yeah,
2: I already know that's what you're thinking. You you're hoping that he does very well, and the Canes are doing well, and then Mario, after maybe four national titles, decides that he might want to go and go to another venture, take on a bigger challenge, and then like in the NFL, and then you know we could slide Ed Reed back to his uh alma mater and coach the University of Miami but that's like in 15 20 years right
1: yeah because I'm telling like in 15 years man you're gonna have Ed Reed coaching Miami and Deion Sanders coaching Florida State because you know that's gonna happen at some point like you know at some point that's why it's like I hate Florida State but I'm I'm kind of I'm, I'm rooting for them to go like eight and four every year like I want them to be just good enough that they can't fire Norvell Right, that they can't fire uh Sunbelt Mike. Like I just want them to be just good enough that they keep Norvell around for a while to to prolong the inevitable because at some point Deion Sanders is gonna be the head coach at Florida State.
2: You don't want you don't want Prime going to Florida State and getting all those those top Florida players to come to Tallahassee?
1: I mean, he's trying to get enough of those at Colorado. Like, Oh, he's, he's getting he's shooting, a lot of he's those. Shooting, of Colorado. He's shooting a shot at Cormani McClain, I can tell you that. We'll see what happens there. But he's 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 already shooting his shot there from Boulder, Colorado, where it was negative seven degrees earlier this week. So you know what's going to happen. If, if he goes to Florida State, that's going to be prime recruiting ground for Coach Prime. 11 o'clock hour coming up. We'll get some headlines from Vlad. Uh, we'll talk about Luka Doncic, historic night last night. Keep it locked right here to Tobin and Leroy Show. Dono in for Tobin and Leroy, AM560 Sports,
0: WQAM. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?